So a true ghost is you don't reply back. So this is kind of like a half ghost. I'm still the one that has to initiate texting and calling. And even when I call her, she's happy to hear from me, but she's only got a couple of minutes. Hi guys, I'm Andrea Gunning and I have big news. This is the last episode of Dating Diaries Quarantine Confessions. Ah, Dre, you're breaking my heart. This season. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. We're coming back in a few weeks with a reboot. We're updating the show a little bit and bringing even more stories of dating. But after quarantine, it's a whole new world out there. And guys, we still want you to send all your stories while we're on hiatus, especially as this lockdown is starting to lift. You can send us emails, videos, audio files, whatever stories you have, send them in at datingdiariespod at gmail.com. And hit us up on social media as well. You can direct message us with your stories at datingdiariesqc. But first, let's start this week's show with a story of a guy still in quarantine who is trying to figure out how to get a little space at home. Kirk is a 27-year-old musician from the South who is making some headway in the entertainment business. Or he was. The pandemic has derailed his career and his dreams. He's trying to keep it together. It's not easy. It sucks because last year was a huge year for me. I was really doing well and growing. And then this COVID thing just like killed the entire music industry. So it's just kind of on halt right now, which has been tough. He can't earn a living as a musician now, but he is determined to work. It's horrible. All of my musician friends are on unemployment and it's so stressful. Up until six weeks ago, self-employed people couldn't even get unemployment. You know, the checks were not coming. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I had a shot at a job with Amazon and I'm on the road now four days a week. I think 200 deliveries a day. It's a grind. It's hot. It's like 10 and a half, 11 hour routes. I've lost over 15 pounds in the first month and a half. So I guess like that's a good thing. His career has gone up in smoke for the moment, but he still has his girl. With a career change like this, I'm so unhappy lately. It's been hard to keep a positive mindset. So I am very glad that I've had her with me for this because I think it's helped me a lot getting through it. We've been dating on and off for three, three and a half years now. She's also a music industry person who out of college actually got a corporate job and has been killing it, but definitely has like clingy tendencies. That's been something we've worked on a lot was like just having a little bit of independence and being able to do things on your own and be okay being alone for a while. Listen, I love her. She's great. 
when times are good, times are really good. It's just been a journey in the three years. And I think we've come a long way, but I think there's still a long way to go too. I think just the massive shift that COVID has brought on us is super stressful. I'm doing something totally different. I'm stressed out all the time. It's been hard. She's working from home and is super isolated. She's by herself all day. I'm out working these crazy Amazon routes. And when I get home, I'm spent. Like I don't have any energy left. So I'll get home, I'll shower. She's super excited to talk to me. And then she'd follow me into the bathroom and just stand outside the shower and just talk because she was so excited to have somebody there. Recently, she'll get in the shower with me. And it's like, if we're going to do the shower sex thing, great. I'm more than down, but it's not that. She'll just time her showers to get in with me just to talk to me because she's been alone all day. I don't know. It's weird. I don't really know. How do you handle that? I guess locking the door is not an option. I can only try to find some alone time so much like I can only mow the grass so many times I've definitely thrown hints out there like what are you doing up here what do you need I'll meet you downstairs in a little bit like little lines like that but so far doesn't seem to be resonating I think at the back of my head too I'm just like hoping this whole situation goes away and everything go back to normal but the more we get into this the more that is probably not going to happen anytime soon so maybe we are on the next step now of having to have a sit down. I don't think she'll take it well, and I know I'm going to have to address it gently. If he could just be direct, what would he say? I need more space. I need more alone time. It's okay to be independent. It's okay to be by yourself. You have to find some personal growth. I've worked on trying to find her hobbies. I'd say, let's find you a hobby. Recently, she's been more into fitness, which is great. So she'll find time to work out, and that gives me a little more time. They are each other's support system. And Kirk really does appreciate her. She's a giver. She's always looking to take care of me before her. And I love that. She's gifted. She's talented. She's very driven. She's incredibly supportive of everything that I try to do and want to do. But she just wants to be included. It's hard for her to say that she's okay with me going out and doing something completely on my own without her where she's not included. I think that's like her biggest thing. She wants to be included in everything. I'm super career-driven, goal-oriented. I'll sit there and write out my goals for the next year and want to hit them. And I don't really include my relationship goals or my goals with my significant other. Like, that doesn't happen. I think she gets almost a little offended that I'm not including her in my goals. I'm like, no, no, it's not that. I'm not excluding you. This is the dream. This is what I'm chasing. Kirk's hanging on to some silver lining in this pandemic mess. It's a sucky time, but if you play your cards right, you can have a lot of personal growth from all of this, too. The girl is literally coming into the shower to continue a conversation. I think he doesn't know how to express his needs to her. And I don't think he knows exactly how he can tell someone who he loves, hey, I need some space. That's a really tough conversation because if not handled correctly, it's a rejecting conversation. Ben, I think you're dead on. I do think he really loves her. And I think it's totally fair to take time for yourself. But here's the reality. If she was feeling secure in their relationship, having that conversation wouldn't be all that rejecting. For sure. But we're dealing with a relationship that's been on again, off again for three and a half years. And if you're talking about a woman that is timing her showers to continue the conversation so that she feels heard, I would suspect 
that there are needs that she has that aren't being met. And he has needs for space that she isn't meeting. Kirk was saying, he's like, I do a hint here. I hint at this. Just squash all that, Kirk. Take the bull by the horns. Direct is kind. Clear is kind. Unclear is unkind. What do you think about the five-year plan? Kirk, she deserves to be in your five-year plan. If you're going to invest a meaningful time, you should really consider her as a potential goal or that relationship as an entity as a goal. I just don't think that's how guys necessarily think all the time, unless they're like running for president. But girls do. I know girls too, but I've heard plenty of guys talk to me about their five-year plan and their spouse, their significant other is not necessarily mentioned. That is a male issue. It can be an issue for you. I get it. We talk about how for girls, it's the right guy. And for guys, it's the right time. Yes. So the five-year plan doesn't work with that. I do think when someone says get a hobby, it's really insulting. Don't you find that kind of insulting? I mean, yes, of course. That's a hurtful thing to say. Like, how do we get you something to do? I think part of a relationship is defining what you enjoy doing together and also really valuing what you guys are able to do apart. Not saying you need a hobby. But everything that I've heard from what he has said is that she's feeling insecure in this relationship. It's like the movie, The Wrong Missy, where she like slides under the bathroom stall. I apparently need to see this movie. You need to see this movie. Like he's dating the wrong Missy. I don't believe that at all. I don't think he's dating the wrong Missy. Ben! Not every relationship works out. Like, she's clearly insecure about something. I know that. But it doesn't mean that the relationship can't exist. I didn't say that. I'm just saying, I don't necessarily think that he's 100% invested in her. Oh, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that. I think that he can be, though. He just needs things to be able to do that. And part of that is getting clear on what each of them need to feel more secure in their relationship. Okay, we're not disagreeing with that at all. Yeah, yeah. We're now on the same page. Thank God we got here. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Alyssa is 36, but looks like she's 26. 
She works for a public policy think tank that addresses issues of racial equity and economic inequality. She's very direct and self-effacing, and she's had enough of working at home and no fun in Brooklyn. I'm on like every dating app. I do really feel like now if you don't pay for them, they don't show you any of the good looking people. That's an interesting theory. I go on Bumble, I match with people, I message them, I don't hear back. So it's like, what is the point of that? Tinder is the main one, so I actually use Tinder a lot. Alyssa does hear back sometimes, and she had a connection with a guy she found attractive. He's a musician, and he was in a show that was heavily advertised on the subway here in New York. After the first time we talked on Bumble, we never talked again. And then I kept seeing him in the subway every time I saw the ad for this ensemble show. Was it a sign? It felt like a sign. So I saw him on TV randomly, was not expecting it. And then I was on Tinder and I saw him. I was like, maybe the universe is trying to tell me something about this guy. You know, I don't necessarily believe in destiny, but it was really hard to ignore. So I swiped right and I just kept checking over and over again to see if we matched. So I had a new match and then he messaged me immediately. So I was super excited. They had chatted online plenty. Alyssa gave him her number. He called me and we ended up talking for three hours. It was a really really long and in-depth conversation. It felt like a real solid connection. And we had really great banter and we talked about like meaningful things. It wasn't just kind of flirting back and forth. You know, I've been freaking bored by myself here. Just me and my dog for like three months. So to have a real connection with someone like that, where there was some, you know, sexual chemistry involved at the same time. I was really excited about it. So they took it beyond flirting. There was some FaceTime show and tell. I'm all down for a dick pic if I ask you for it. I don't like unsolicited ones, but if I ask you for it and it's nice... I'm fine with that. He made me feel really comfortable. He lives near me, so he told me he was about to go on a bike ride, and I live on the first floor in the front, so I told him, come by. Well, he was talking about how much he liked my boobs, and I was like, well, you ride by my window and I'll flash you. Just, like, playfully, you know? Like, I wasn't trying to be some kind of sicko public nudity flasher woman. And then it was like 10 minutes later, there he was. No judgment on quarantine confessions, girl. And it was just kind of funny. The old couple like walked by and I just like flashed him. They didn't see. Or you just made an old guy very, very happy. I had talked a lot about how ghosting is such a thing. And I think it's probably one of the rudest things you could do to anybody. And he told me that he's never ghosted and would never ghost. But then he did. I didn't hear from him. I texted him, like, you're cute. And he really didn't respond. And then it kind of fizzled out. Because I'm alone all the time, and I drink alone a lot here, I didn't trust myself to not text him. I don't know who I'm going to drunk dial, and I don't want to risk it. And so I deleted his phone number. I'm glad I did that. Who does that? Who says that, then does that? I see him on social media, but that's really it. And it's really disappointing to me. I can't imagine spending all that mental energy and time on someone to just pretend they don't exist after that. 
I also think right now the world is in such turmoil. Doing small things to be a good person goes so far. And I feel like it's more effort to actually be a dick. You're just like, this isn't a real person to me and I'm going to cut them off. No, we didn't go on a date. We didn't have sex. But I showed you my naked body and I spent valuable time on the phone with you. Just be a human. Say how you're feeling. I'm not going to rage against you. I think I'm more angry when people ghost. I just think it's such a cowardly way to get out of something that you're not comfortable with. Amen, sister. Any chance that they'll see each other again? I do follow him on social media. And so I've seen that he's been at some protests. He's been at some places where I've also been. And I was like, what if I just saw him on the street? I would just beep at him incessantly and yell at him. I definitely wouldn't ignore him. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I love her confidence. But this guy is a fucking creep who wants to just cycle over like a peeping Tom. What? She invited him. What are you talking about? Ben, 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 Ben. Stop the tape for a second. Guys aren't that deep. I guess that's what it's like now. It's like, okay, I met somebody on an app. We went to the bar. We had drinks at the bar for three hours. So now take the bar out of it and it's all virtual. And then that is building rapport. So you're talking to a fucking stranger for like three, four hours, and then you have to trust that there's some kind of foundation there. For Alyssa now, it sounds like it's three hours of chatting. The guy's going to send a dick pic, and it's either a yay or a nay. And in this case, sounds like a yay. And the next step was bike on over, and I'll show you my tits. That sounds like the foundation for a strong relationship. Doesn't that build any fucking goodwill? Like- Fuck you, dude. I'm going to show you my boobs and I can't even get a response back to my fucking text message. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? There's only one winner in this scenario and it's grandpa across the street. Yeah, I'm happy for grandpa. (laughs) That's it. I have a lot of respect that she immediately deleted his number. She admitted to drinking a lot alone in quarantine. She knows her boundaries. Like, if she still had his number when she was drunk, she'd text him. I have to admit something to you, Ben. And I'm really embarrassed. I slid into someone's DMs over the weekend. Oh. And it kind of reminded me of Alyssa because she likes the sauce in quarantine. I haven't really been drinking that much in quarantine. I just moved to the beach. I was day drinking all day. And I slid into my ghost's DMs. Whoa, your ghost DMs. I wanted to tell you about this because it's so fucking mortifying. And I feel like this is a normal thing people do. Can you gut check and tell me how bad this is? After my ghosting situation was over, deleted the number, we like cut off ties on social media, all that. And I haven't really felt compelled to reach out to the guy like at all. I was drinking for like six hours on the beach and I saw the type of dog that he had and I just thought of him and his dog. And so I messaged him. Oh my God, I saw the cutest dog. Like it reminded me of yours, blah, blah, blah. I hope you guys are well. 
I have been cringing with embarrassment ever since. Did you lead with the dog? It was only about the dog. It was only (laughs) about the dog. So let's talk about this. Drinking. It's fun, but you do dumb shit. It gets you in trouble. And I've been beating myself up incessantly. And I know that there are people out there that do this and have so much shame. And it sucks. The thought pollution is so bad, dude. It's so bad. I have two questions. One, did he respond? No, and I don't want him to. (laughs) He's probably blocked me on Instagram. Two, what do you think the shame is about? Uh, It's a really good question. For me, the shame is, fuck, could I just not save a little face? And, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to share this story, but I just know so many people do it. It's okay to be like, oh, I'm over this experience, but also miss somebody on occasion. Of course, even if it didn't end well. So my drunk self knows my sober self really well. My drunk self was like, Andrea, I'm going to delete all evidence that this happened because tomorrow when you're sober, you're going to remember that you did this, but you're not going to want to see exactly what you wrote. You're not going to want to look at the typos. (laughs) You're not going to want to look at the grammatical errors. So I deleted it. And I'm glad that I spared myself the embarrassment of the reread. But it's just competitive. Like, I don't want to give him the satisfaction that I'm thinking of him. But then part of me is like, so what? Who cares? He knows that I'm thinking about them. And, you know, it was a sweet thing. I was thinking about him on the beach. It's a human thing. It's not a I want to fucking be with you thing. Let's all just calm down. You can DM him tomorrow and say, God, I made a great smoothie today. I love my blender. (laughs) Robin is a financial planner from South Florida. He's 49 and speaks from his heart. He's divorced and ready to fall in love again. He met someone special during lockdown. We met in match and then we exchanged numbers and then slowly but surely we started to text and then actually call each other after that. When I first meet someone, what I like to do is take them out for a nice dinner and talk and all that. So that was out the door. They had to get her attention in other ways. So I just was thinking, I really like this girl because she's a cutie pie. So I just wanted to do some things that would get her attention. So I sent her an Amazon card and she was so excited. And then I sent her a gift card for this makeup place. She thanked me profusely for that. Sounds like a thoughtful guy. And then a week later, I sent her Grubhub for her and her son. What I also did was send milkshakes from Shake Shack. Since we couldn't go out to dinner, I brought the dinner to her. (laughs) Whoa, now he's courting the sun too? She just loved it. And she just couldn't believe all these things I was doing for her. Actually, neither can I. So I was just really going out of my way to show her that I really was into her. I almost felt like we were in love. That's how incredible the connection was. After I did all those things, we just started to get really close. I know we weren't actually physically next to each other, but... I just felt that there was a connection brewing and it was very, very exciting. And I felt like a little kid again, like I was in high school. It seemed like she felt the same way because they agreed to a date in person. And of course, Robin thought of everything. He's that guy. We just couldn't take it anymore. The heck with social distancing. We went to this beautiful park. There was a lake and I just grilled steaks and shrimp. And it was just an incredible meal. And I had like a candlelight dinner there. And kind of like we were at a restaurant. 
at this picnic table. And again, she was just shocked. One thing after another, now this. I was really, really making an incredible impression on her. And it was so nice to kiss her and hold her and hug her. We weren't like going crazy in the beginning, but I'll never forget that day, it was incredible. It's nice to hear a man enjoy a date so much. They saw each other one other time after that, and Robin's affection grew stronger. What had Robin so enamored? She's just very intelligent. I respect the hell out of her. I mean, I don't think I've ever dated an executive before. But honestly, I'm really into blondes. <laughs> and then she's blonde and she's cute. I've only been in love a couple of times, my ex-wife and maybe two other women. And I got those feelings again, so I knew this one was kind of special because I know how it feels to really be in love with somebody. I just knew it was kind of going in that direction. Florida reopened and so did her office. His new love went back to work at a very high level job. And the energy in their relationship, well, it shifted quickly. It was almost like playtime was over. Once that happened, I think she just got really stressed out and overwhelmed and she put her personal life on the back burner. He was disappointed and a little heartbroken. She said it was work, but was he being ghosted? I had left her one message and she didn't respond for a few days. So I was just really done with her. And then surprisingly out of the blue, she called and said, Robin, I'm sorry, I'm not ghosting you. I'm just really busy right now and things are just kind of crazy. I didn't want you to think I was ghosting you. Maybe she wasn't ghosting him, but they were not on the same page. So a true ghost is you don't reply back. So this is kind of like a half ghost. I'm still the one that has to initiate texting and calling. And even when I call her, she's happy to hear from me, but she's only got a couple of minutes. So things have definitely changed. Robin wants clarity. My idea is to write a nice letter, nothing too creepy or needy, just letting her know my feelings about her. I don't want to ask her too many questions. I just kind of want to know where things stand. If you're busy, I understand. Maybe the timing's not right. Will it be right later? Do you want to just not do this anymore? It's a little weird how this thing kind of fizzled out at the end without any explanation. And I want to know, was I just a COVID thing? My heart goes out to Robin a little bit. One of the biggest things that stood out to me is how much he was giving to this woman. How much attention is too much attention? This is too much attention. I would agree with that. It's a lot. There's a level of creativity that needs to happen in quarantine. And there's this beautiful dance of like, I'm thinking of you. I want to do this for you. It's beyond giving for giving's sake. It feels like he's trying to woo her with tons of gifts to avoid something else that he doesn't want her to experience. Like, I need to shower you with everything so that you like me rather than I'm going to really engage with you and be there with you and you're going to like me for me. It feels like it's overcompensation. Yeah, I could imagine being on the receiving end of that and feeling a little overwhelmed. Your time, your words, your heart, your mind is enough. And whoever wants to receive that will. And, you know, I think when you want to give something to somebody, if it's meaningful, I'm all for it. But it doesn't define you and it doesn't define your worth. I could not agree with you more. Can we talk about the half ghost for a second? 
because we heard this with Alyssa. We've heard this in previous stories. And I got this. People say, I was never going to ghost you. Okay, let me break it down for you people. If I don't hear from you for a few days, that's as good as ghosting. You're now just a fucking apparition. Look, she's super busy. Our world is opening up. People are going back to work and their lives are going to feel like they're on hyperdrive because we've just been sheltering in our homes for four months. And what could be the sacrifice in all of this are people's relationships. I get it. It's hard. But let's be honest. If you want to make the effort and communicate, you make the effort and you communicate. If you no longer have space to dedicate to a relationship or a dating opportunity that's in front of you, just get ahead of it. Don't avoid it with a conversation that's like, I'm in a weird headspace. Voice your concerns. Say, hey, work is really gearing up. I feel like I don't have enough time to dedicate to you. I'm going to take a step back. Maybe you and I can grab a drink next week and talk about it. It doesn't have to be that serious. I think people get so caught up in not wanting to hurt someone that they overcorrect. And it just does more harm than good. So if you write a letter to her, it may say, listen, I really had feelings for you. I wanted to show you my affection. It seems like you are really busy. If you're ever interested in pursuing anything, you have my number. I love that because you're not getting into any of the drama. You're not getting into any feelings or any hurt. Just be brief and be bold. Lay it out on the court. Let her know what you want and just keep moving. I'm sorry that you're hurting, Robin, but you're worthy and you're good and you're enough. And hopefully a new opportunity comes along soon. Guys, we're taking a few weeks to reboot but we have some bonus episodes coming your way that you won't want to miss. Subscribe to the podcast now if you haven't already. We got some doozies. And we want your stories for season two. Your love stories after lockdown. It's easy to reach out to us. Just email us at datingdiariespod at gmail.com. You can send a note, a video, or audio file with your story. Or message us through social at datingdiariesqc. Hey singles, I'm right there with you. We have to look out for each other. Take care of yourself, but have some fun. Take smart precautions and be safe. Don't slide into any DMs. Except for ours. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. And stay tuned for some bonuses. I love you guys. This podcast is hosted and produced by me, Andrea Gunning. Executive produced by Nancy Glass, Ben Fetterman, and Carrie Hartman. Produced by Julie Clark and Rocky Alt. Edited by Matt Alvecchio for the assistance from Dean Welsh and Kelly Warthand. Thanks to production coordinators Megan Paisley and Brianna Fars. The show was mixed by Dave Zaya. Special thanks to Mive Music. Some names have been changed to protect privacy.